0: Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing, short, snappy, no BS, 10 minute daily updates about the crypto markets delivered to you by me, Kin. Once again, the big banks, the billionaires are lying to retail investors like me and you in an attempt to trick us out of our Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Well, that ends today. In today's call we're going to do three things, our usual market rundown, let's see what's going on in those charts, the top headlines in the crypto news today, got some good stuff going on, and number three, what another billionaire has come out to say about cryptocurrency in what appears to be another lie that I think everyone should be aware of to protect themselves from more information like this in the future, so let's dive in. Once again today the charts are starting to look a little bit better. 24 hour BTC up 1% above that 17K level. And on the seven day of 4% green, we'll take it. Similarly, Ethereum up a little bit on the 24 hour, up even more about 7% on the one week, trading above that 1.3K level. A couple of the top altcoins are taking this win. We can see that they are pumping on the 24 hours, such as XRP, Curve, Atom, Woo, Mina. But hold on to XRP. I'm gonna circle back to this when we look at the top headlines. Of course, it is not all good news. Some altcoins printing losses as well, like Lido, like Gala. Cool, so let's see. What gives for XRP? Moving on to the top headlines now. Why is XRP doing well? Well, after two long... Very long years, the Flare Network token FLR airdrop has finally begun. The Flare Network initially started as a crypto aimed to create a DeFi ecosystem for Ripple and its XRP token, hence its cult like following. According to an announcement on Monday, the current FLR tokens account for 15% of the project's total supply, with the remaining due for distribution over the next three years. Initially scheduled for distribution in 2020, the airdrop occurred at 6.49pm Eastern Time on Monday. Over 4 billion FLR tokens were shared among qualified recipients who were selected based on the snapshot that was taken in December 2020 that captured wallets holding at least one XRP at the time. It was sort of gigadumped though. FLR initially started trading at $0.15 on Monday night but prices have since dumped to 0.04 having lost more than 70% of its value at the time. A small battle has been won for XRp community through this airdrop, but the war remains against the SEC regarding whether or not XRp token was a security is a security. This continues to go on. Let's move on to the next big headline in the crypto news today that we should all be up to speed on and then we will slide on over to that billionaire who's been telling lies about Bitcoin. Next headline, equally exciting. There are renewed rumors out that Twitter may be about to launch its own coin. But why does Twitter need a coin and how would it work? Last month, app researcher Nima Oji posted a short thread on Twitter's ambitions to monetize use of the app. He included an icon of a coin with the Twitter bird on it. G screenshot of the monetization feature includes sections for subscriptions and tips. Yesterday, software developer Jane Munchin Wong provided more evidence that a release may be pending. She discovered a coin's purchasing screen and claimed that transactions would be facilitated by Stripe. The coins will be reportedly linked to Twitter awards, a list of which was also leaked by Wong. These include tags such as Mindblown, bullseye and hilarious the use of some form of token on social media site is not new of course reddit coins and facebook stars have already been launched for their platforms and some in the cryptocurrency space are worried about what this may mean for dogecoin elon musk hasn't tweeted about doge since may last year and some fear he may be ditching the coin for his own despite this doge jumped about 7.5 percent yesterday before slightly retracing charts and headlines done, we are going to head on over to the main focus of today, the billionaire who is lying about Bitcoin and how to protect yourself. The billionaire who has once again had bad things to say about cryptocurrency is none other than JP Morgan's CEO, Jamie Dimon. JP Morgan, of course, is one of the biggest banks in the world and Jamie Dimon is its very wealthy CEO. He has reiterated his bearish stance on Bitcoin and other virtual assets. CEO has made several bearish comments on crypto, continues to be vocal about his stance against all virtual currencies. For example, in 2017, he said Bitcoin was a fraud. Then speaking at the 41st annual healthcare conference, he referred to digital currency as a speculative asset that can never replace real money or become an efficient payment system. He also said that crypto has become a standard tool among criminals for illicit activities. Actually, he goes on to say that virtual assets are used more for illegal activities than they are for legal ones. Let's get some more comments from the horse's mouth. Can I throw into the mix, which I think is a small piece, but maybe you think it's a bigger piece. Janet Yellen called the, the failure of FTX last week a, a Lehman moment in crypto. I don't know if you think that's contained. and doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you think it's a symbol of something larger that's happening? in the economy. I, I, crypto is a complete sideshow, okay? And right. you guys spend too much time on it. And I've made my views perfectly clear about crypto right. tokens are like pet rocks. And, there's, right. and, and, and pu- people hyping this stuff up. That doesn't mean blockchain is not real. Right. That doesn't Bitcoin, mean yeah. smart contracts won't be real or web 3.0, but cryptocurrencies that don't do anything, I don't understand why people are okay. I don't know about you, but I've never looked at my Bitcoin or crypto and thought, hmm, that kind of looks like a pet rock. He's also called cryptocurrency a decentralized Ponzi scheme in the past. But now let's focus on what he said really recently. His most recent comments come from a televised interview on Tuesday. He said, I called it Bitcoin a decentralized Ponzi scheme because people were just hyping it, hyping it and hyping it. And they'll write tons of books on this. The money was stolen out of it. What people knew and didn't know. He says a lot of people got hurt by crypto. These were retirees, grandmothers okay? Lower income folks and it was a shame. Going on to say it should have immediately been put in some kind of regulatory framework so that there's some investor protection. He also said I have no interest in it by the way so I hate talking about it. The number of public statements he's made about cryptocurrency in the past definitely confirm that he does not like talking about it. Now what is weird about all this? Why do we have to take Jamie's comments with a pinch of salt? Three main reasons. Number one Cryptocurrency is a direct competition to traditional banks like JP Morgan. So we would not expect the CEO of the bank to support its competition. Traditional banks have two main competitors actually. They're sat on their ivory tower trying to project a very old institution. But on the one hand, you have the army of challenger banks or neobanks, as some people call them. These are your Monzo's revolutes of the world. This is the army, if you like, trying to attack that tower, climbing up the walls. So you've got these neobanks, which are cheaper, have less KYC and bureaucracies, They are more savvy, better apps, more easy for users to use. So that's the first thing. Then you've got cryptocurrency and blockchain, which of course is cheaper, faster, rules out the need for an intermediary like a bank. So if you like, these are the sort of snipers or people firing catapults at that tower. So reason number one We should expect Jamie to say these kind of things knowing that crypto is a direct competitor. Now, let's move on to number two. Jamie or JP Morgan's own track record does not suggest that they don't like cryptocurrency. JP Morgan has registered for trademarks for crypto wallets. You can see JP Morgan in the past focusing on offering crypto payment services, including crypto payment processing, virtual checking accounts, and more. Even though Jamie Dimon believes cryptos are not a good investment, so publicly he says he doesn't believe in them, privately the company are very much growing in this space. We'll take this headline from May 2020, JP Morgan provides banking services to crypto exchanges Coinbase and Gemini. A report from the Wall Street Journal cited unnamed sources apparently familiar with the matter who highlighted that the move is the first time the banking giant has served clients, literally served them from the crypto industry. And even last year, everyone was well aware of Jamie's contradictory comments. We can see that the headline reports, among his spicier statements, Diamond said that Bitcoin is worse than tulip bulbs, a very popular bubble in history that ended very badly, predicting that it's speculation on the coin that won't end well. But then, JP Morgan at the same time has its own digital currency, JPM coin, since mid-February 2019, and the bank... Had previously been considering a merger of its in house blockchain unit Quorum, which underlies its interbank information network, with the well known Ethereum focus firm Consensus. And we've had statements from other people in JP Morgan that directly again contradict what the CEO is saying. The JP Morgan co president told the public that they will get into Bitcoin at some point. JP Morgan co-president Daniel Pinto, February 2021, said that the current demand isn't there yet for the firm to get into Bitcoin, but he is sure that it will be at some point. And it doesn't even end at these bigger partnerships. JP Morgan's actually in the pioneering section of DeFi. JP Morgan recently executed its first DeFi transaction on Polygon. JP Morgan has executed the first live trade on the public blockchain as part of the Monetary Authority of Singapore, Project Guardian. The banking giant completed the transaction using DeFi, tokenized deposits, and verifiable credentials. So this pilot program saw DBS Bank, JP Morgan, SBI conduct foreign exchange and government bond transactions against liquidity pools containing tokenized Singapore, Japanese government bonds, Japanese yen, and Singapore dollars. And then again, we have JP Morgan's head of blockchain launch very publicly tweeting about this. So it does seem highly suspicious that on the one hand, the CEO is saying all these bad things about Bitcoin and crypto, but then other people in his team and his actual business are doing things to suggest that they very much believe in cryptocurrency and are trying to expand in that area. One more example here to really drive the point home, not only is their own business focusing on cryptocurrency, but they're actually advising their own clients to look into cryptocurrency and specifically Bitcoin, which Jamie says is his arch nemesis. JP Morgan note to clients endorses 1% allocation to Bitcoin as a hedge. Strategists at Wall Street banking giant JP Morgan have suggested that a 1% portfolio allocation to Bitcoin would serve as a hedge against fluctuations in traditional assets such as stocks, bonds and commodities. A small percentage allocation was advised, literally advised, to mitigate the risk of any large downturns in the digital assets value. Here is a quote, in a multi-asset portfolio, investors can likely add up to 1% of their allocation to cryptocurrencies in order to achieve any efficiency gain in the overall risk-adjusted returns of the portfolio. So you don't have to be a maths genius to see that the numbers don't add up. So we've looked at two reasons to be suspicious of what Jamie's saying. The third reason is, I guess, another reason to be suspicious. It also helps understand maybe some of the motivations behind the first two reasons. The Wyckoff method is a very popular method in trading and investing, etc. in uh, theories of markets and market cycles, which might be helpful for us here. We'd be here all day if we discussed the entire Wyckoff method, Uh, so I want to focus on one specific area, which is the composite man concept. Wickoff, the guy behind the Wickoff method, created the idea of the composite man or the composite operator as an imaginary identity of the market. He proposed that investors and traders should study the stock market or the crypto market as, a, as if a single entity was controlling it. This would make it easier for them to go along the market trends. So the composite man represents the biggest players, market makers, such as wealthy individuals, and institutional investors, J.P. Morgan, J.P. Morgan CEO, and it always acts in his own best interest to ensure that he can buy low and sell high. This is a very important concept that I use in my own cryptocurrency strategy. Whenever I sit down at my computer to think about anything to do with the cryptocurrency markets, I imagine who is looking back at me and I see those big banks, the wealthiest individuals, and I know what kind of game I'm stepping into. And importantly, the composite man's behavior is the opposite of the majority of retail investors, which Wyckoff often observed losing money. The rest of the method is very interesting and talks about how the composite man actually operates. But for the purpose of this call, just wanted to explore this theory because it can then help us see that when we are approaching the markets... Some people believe that the wealthiest people are feeding us the type of information, not that they truly believe, but that is going to benefit them the most. For example, JP Morgan CEO, let's pretend he actually wants to accumulate Bitcoin. If he's looking to buy Bitcoin, of course, he wants to buy at the lowest price possible. How can he achieve that? He can use his platform, his reach, to pump out bearish statements about cryptocurrency to drive the prices down and ensure himself the sweetest possible buy-in price. And then, as soon as he's got enough, accumulated enough at a large value, in comes in all the bullish headlines to bring the prices up, 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 up until he is happy to sell and then the cycle just keeps on repeating itself. Wickoff method is just one method, and it's exactly that, a method. There is no guarantees that this is what is happening, that this is exactly the case. People have different opinions on the Wickoff method, but either way, I think it is really helpful to consider people's ulterior motives when it comes to anything, especially very powerful individuals like Jamie's. That is today's update. I hope you've enjoyed it. I will catch you tomorrow. Sayonara.